Welcome to this Food Navigator podcast. I'm Nathan Gray, and today I'm joined by Professor Mark Post, who's leading a new research project which aims to grow animal meat from stem cells in a lab. Thanks for joining me today, Mark. Now, why are you interested in growing meat products in your lab? Um, what's the point of creating this new technology? Well, there are at least three uh, reasons. Uh, one is uh, indeed the non-sustainability of current livestock meat production. Um, <clears throat> we are already using a third of the earth space, uh, land space, to um, grow meat um, for uh, you know uh, the, the food for the animals, um, the grazing, and all that stuff. Um, and um, consumption is going to double in the next 40 years, according to the uh, WHO. So that's not a sustainable procedure, so we need to change something anyway. Um, then these animals, pigs and cows, they are pretty inefficient in transforming vegetable proteins in terms of food into animal proteins. Um, that's a sort of a 15% um, efficiency. So the rest is waste. So I think we can do much better than that. And if we can, we will limit the resources that we need for this particular uh, meat production. Then there's, of course, the, the welfare, the animal welfare issue, um, that in our current technology, we would still use donors for the stem cells, but the um, <clears throat> herds of livestock would um, uh, diminish tremendously by a factor uh, 100,000 to a million. Uh, worldwide. Okay, and I know that the idea of using stem cells for tissue growth has been around for quite a while now, but why did you take that idea, which is primarily a medical idea, and apply it to food production? Uh, well, well, that's a long story, but you're right that it's the, in, in, in itself the concept is not new. Other people have also used these very same stem cells to culture uh, muscle tissue in vitro. Um, primarily for pharmaceutical and biomedical reasons. Um, as far as I can tell, we are the only ones who actually employed the same technology for the purpose of uh, growing meat, consumption meat. Um, and, uh, of course, that is in a way easier uh, because you don't need to re-implant tissue into a human body and make sure that it functions afterwards. You just have to create a living tissue that looks and tastes and feels exactly the same as the original and that you uh, then can just consume. So how does this in vitro process actually work? Right. Well, um, so you harvest the stem cells from a biopsy or a um, leftover um, from um, pigs or cow skeletal muscle. And um, you harvest the stem cells from them, um, and then you just take very regular uh, sort of commercial um, uh, growth medium, um, and then you grow them, uh, expand them, and then with a uh, differentiation step, uh, which basically contains another type of serum, um, you, um, uh, you differentiate them into skeletal muscles, so they fuse and merge and, and form large uh, cells. And then um, we actually suspend them in between anchors so that they develop tension. Um, you know, if you will, the bones and the tendons in which your muscles are um, um, are um, positioned. 
so that they yeah. develop tension, and through that tension, um, they start to beef up, basically. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, that's all already in a 3D structure with a temporary scaffold, a temporary carrier, um, so that you can generate a tissue. Currently, those strips are still very small, um, about two or three centimeters long, uh, a centimeter to a centimeter and a half wide, but only a millimeter thick. And the reason for that is that we still rely on the fusion of oxygen and nutrients to get into the center of the tissue. Mm-hmm. If you want to make bigger chunks, which is technically possible, um, then you would need to supply a channel system and a flow system so that you can get the nutrients and the oxygen into the center of that tissue. And do we have this sort of technology to make that step currently, or is growing larger pieces of meat probably more of a long-term goal? Well, right. For us currently, because we are aiming at, at sort of the first proof of principle, we don't need to generate uh, larger tissues. Um, so it's a little bit more longer-term goal to um, to develop these channel systems and a flow system, but it, it has been done for other tissue engineering uh, purposes. So basically the technology is there. Um, you just need to use it for this specific purpose. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me today, Professor Post. This is Nathan Grave for Food Navigator. <laughs>